Thank you for listening to the Vantage Point Church podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. For more information, go to our website at www.vantagepointchurch.net. Surprisingly, but <clears throat> here we are anyhow. Well, hey, I, I think uh, the, uh, the Lion King is our movie today, obviously, and I think it is a great choice for Father's Day. Uh, by the way, happy Father's Day uh, to all the fathers out there. We're glad to have you with us. Um, but the message of the Lion King is really the story of a father and his child, and a child who wants to grow up a little bit too quick, which I'll be honest, I think most of us, <clears throat> most of us can relate to that, to this idea of wanting to, to kind of grow up and to, to have the privileges of being an adult and to get to do all those things, and I think that's kind of natural, and so uh, we have a little activity here for the kids, because we had the kids in, in with us, so to kind of uh, show what that looks like, I need a couple of volunteers, I need some kids to volunteer, let's see, we have Marshall, and let's see, we'll have, yeah, uh, we, okay. Uh, and Addison, okay, need some little little people here, so come on up real quick, so stand up here, and so it's crazy how kids, I don't know if your kids ever did this, my did, did this all the time, where they like to dress up in your clothes, you ever notice that, like they like put on your shoes and walk around the house, I used to think it was just kind of a funny thing, I think, does that, does that really happen, and then I have little kids, and sure enough they do, so here's what we're going to do, we're going to do a little relay, and um, let's see, Addison, we'll have you go over here, right here, we're going to have Marshall stay over here, and what we're going to do is we have uh, some adult-sized clothing, and so what you're going to do is you're going to put on this, this shirt, whatever order you want, and these pants and these shoes, and then, uh, let's see, they're in the back, once you raise up, we got there, let's show them we got. So what they're going to do is they're going to get dressed up like moms and dads, like dads, and then they're going to get on their, in their, their little vehicles, little cars, and they're going to go back, and they're going to bring back the bacon, okay, eh, pigs, bacon, they're going to bring the bacon back here. It was funnier than that, I think it was, but... So you're going to get all dressed. You're not allowed to pedal, but you got to just push yourself, okay? You're going to go around this corner, get the pig, bring the bacon back home, and whoever does that, the fastest wins. So are you ready? On your mark. You're wearing shorts, one of those, right? Okay, get set. Go. Get dressed. Keep going, buddy. Who thinks Marshall's going to go the quickest? Who do you think Addison's going to go the quickest? Yeah, come on, get those pants on. Go, go, go. You can do it. Take the shoes off. I should have had him sign a waiver first. And they're off. Get the pig. Turn around and come on back. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I think we, oh, I think we have a tie. Okay, awesome job. You're losing your pants, that's okay. 
Let's give it up for these volunteers. I'll have something for you after the service, okay? Awesome, you guys did a great job. That was amazing. <clears throat> like I said, I don't know what it was. Remember, when my kids were little, they'd put on my shoes, and sometimes they'd put on, like, my sweatshirt, and would just, like, hang down on them. They'd grab my backpack, and they'd, like, start walking around the house trying to, to, to dress like me and to do those things. And it's just the funniest thing that kids do that. Uh, it's just kind of amazing. <clears throat> but you know what? Being a father is a lot more difficult uh, than, than winning a relay race, isn't it? There's a lot that, that goes into it that we don't even realize. And I think there's those moments in our lives where you look at your dad or, and, or your parents and you recognize that. You realize, wow, they're doing a whole lot more than what I realized. I remember as a kid, uh, there were different times when uh, you know, money was tight and my dad would work overtime and he'd be gone late at night and, and he would do these things so I'd have an opportunity to play sports. And he never said anything about it. He just went quietly and did those things. There's those moments that we realize that. Simba had one of those moments. Let's show this picture. Where he recognized there's, there's his, his paw print and his dad's paws. And he kind of has that realization that, you know what? There's a lot more that takes gr growing up. I, I look at my dad and I think I can do everything he can. And then I realize, wow, he does a lot. So I just want to take a moment and just say thank you. Let's just thank all our fathers here. If you have a dad that's in the room, we want to just let's give a hand for them. Right? Dads do so much. But you know, we recognize as well that the Father's Day uh, can be a complicated holiday. There's a lot of emotions attached to Father's Day. For some in the room, uh, maybe your father is no longer with you, and you sense that void. For others, maybe you don't have the, the greatest relationship with your dad, or maybe you're a dad yourself and you look at the relationship you have with your kids and it's not what you thought it would be. Or for others, maybe you never knew your dad, or your dad walked out on you. And we recognize that this is one of those holidays where, where all those things kind of get stirred up and come to the surface. And in The Lion King, we see how Simba responds to being reminded of his complicated relationship with his father. So check this out. Thought I knew. Now I'm not so sure. Well, I know who you are. Shh, come here. It's a secret. Enough already. What is that supposed to mean, anyway? It means you're a baboon. And I'm not. <laughs> I think you're a little confused. Wrong. I'm not the one who's confused. You don't even know who you are. Oh, and I suppose you know. Sure do. You're Mufasa's boy. Hi. <gasps> hey, wait! You knew my father? Correction. I know your father. I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. Nope. Wrong again. <laughs> He's alive. And I'll show him to you. Stop.
That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look at that. You see, he lives in you. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember who you are. You are my son and the one true king. He lives on in you. If you have a Bible handy, you can turn to Proverbs chapter 13. We're going to have the verses on the screen as well. But he's reminded... That his father lives on in him. His father, Simba's dad, if you haven't remember this movie, it's, it's old school, kind of going old school today with the Lion King. But he reminds him that he's not really gone, and he lives on inside of him. That, that what he, his father has deposited in him remains. That what his father put inside of him is still there. So the question I have for us today is simply this. What lives on? When you think about your dad, when you think about what he has deposited in your life, what lives on. For some, it might be his work ethic. Maybe dad is or was a hard worker. I mean, he would get it done. I mean, maybe, maybe he wasn't as engaged in your life as you would have liked. Maybe he wasn't able to, to go to as many sporting things, but man, did dad know how to work. I mean, he just wouldn't stop. He made sure that the job was done right. No, no, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. It needs to be done right. He worked hard. He provided. Or maybe it was his integrity. You know, you may not have always you know, liked what you heard, but when you went to dad, you knew that he wasn't going to pull any punches. He was going to tell it to you straight. I mean, it would have been nice maybe if dad would have had a little bit more tact, but when you came to him, you knew you were going to hear the truth. It was integrity. Maybe he was dependable. He was just a person that people knew they could rely on. You, you go to, people go to your dad because they, they knew that they could trust him and that he would be the first person to help. Maybe it was a cool head. Everyone else would get flustered or mom would be upset and dad would just be calm. He would just, he just handle business cool head. As you think about your dad and these qualities, do, do you see some of these qualities living on in you? I mean, some of these things, it's not, it's not like dad, you know, ever necessarily sat down and, and, and had a big long conversation and taught you about work ethic or integrity, but it was one of those things that was kind of just caught more than it was taught. Just by hanging around dad, you picked up some of these qualities in your life. Or maybe it's the opposite end. Maybe there's some things that you look at in your life, some, some, some residue of your relationship with your dad, things that you don't like, things that you have to kind of push back against. Maybe it's a little bit of a temper or being a little too passive. Oh, you know, honey, whatever you want to do, honey, is going to be fine. You know, you, you just decide and I'll, I'll go with along with what, with what you decide. Some attitude or actions. Say, oh, that's how my dad would have handled that. Oh, my dad was like, I don't want to be like that. What lives on? 
I think it's a good question for us to ask, even though it's, it can be a painful question, because it brings us to another question. And that question is this. What will live on? Dads, moms, what will live on? If your dad, and for some of us, dad wasn't even really involved in our life. If, if your dad's influence, however great or small his role was in your life, if it leaves that much of an impact, if, if those things still live on, then what do I want to live on in my children? What am I depositing in their lives right now that will live on? Decide, we look at these things, we want to say maybe down the road, well, you know, what? it wasn't that dad's religion was Christianity, but dad knew Jesus in a personal way. I remember hearing a story about, about Mark Batterson. He was a, a well-known Christian author. He talked about how his grandfather uh, lived with his family for quite a while, and his bedroom was right above his grandfather's bedroom, and his grandpa was 85 years old, and his hearing was going, he had to wear hearing aids. Every time his grandpa, he was a retired pastor, I guess, and he'd go, grandpa go into his room and he'd take his hearing aids out, and he'd start to pray for the family. And, and you know, grandpa's big, boisterous voice, and he, Mark Batterson remembers to this day, he remembers being up in his bedroom, overhearing hearing the echoes of his grandfather's prayers for him set a course for his life. Those echoes still reign in his life today. What is it? Dad did, it's not that, just, it's not that, that they'd see that, that dad's relationship with Jesus is what guided our family's decisions. That people would see that. Not that, just, not just that dad behaved well in person, but in private. Dad's character. Is, is that, are these things we want to have, have said about us? Dad's character. Maybe say, oh, Dad, what are you, what are you, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. No one even really cares about this, Dad. No one's going to see this. Why are you making such a big deal? But you as Dad would say, I'll see it. Who's going to know? I'll know. It's not just that Dad went to church. It's that Dad, he loved the people of God. I mean, they were his family. He loved them so much. I mean, some days he came to church to bring his strength and to offer his help because that's who he was. There were days when Dad came and i got to be there for people. You know, I may not need the message today, but there might be someone else who needs this message, and I want to put my arm around their shoulder. I want to, I want to encourage them. I want to help them. Maybe they need something at their house, and maybe I can help them with it. There was other days that Dad came to church, and he was weak, and he didn't have the answers. It was during some of the hardest times in our life Dad came to church, and he leaned on other people's shoulders. That's what made him so strong. What are people going to say about us? What, what do we want to have live on? In the lives of our children. Proverbs 13. Let's look, look at verse 22. It says this. It says, A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I believe this verse isn't just talking about finances. It's talking about the legacy that we leave in our kids' lives, in our grandkids' lives, what we can do. Now, I just want to I want to just say, I, I understand <clears throat> that there may be some who say, you know, you, you don't understand. <laughs> My family was so messed up growing up. My family was so broken. I look at my family, I, I really don't have much of an example that I can follow. They didn't really kind of leave me a roadmap to, to have a, uh, the kind of life that you're talking about here. You know, I feel like I've just made so many mistakes as a, as a parent already. I've made so many mistakes as, as, a, as a son or a daughter. What can I do? You know, Simba, Simba felt the same way. Check this out. Very peculiar, don't you think? Yeah. Looks like the winds are changing. Ah, change is good. Yeah, but it's not easy. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! 
Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Ah! You see? So what are you going to do? First, I'm going to take your stick. No, 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 no! Not your stick! Hey! Where are you going? I'm going back! Good! We can either run from our past, our past relationships with our own parents, our past mistakes. We can run from them, or we can learn from them. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 6. See, here's the thing we have to realize. Dads, there's only ever been one perfect dad. And it's not our father, and it's not going to be us. We're going to make mistakes, right? Just, just like our dads made mistakes. And, and I'll be honest, I'm not trying to downplay. I know some of you... You've been deeply hurt by your dad. I get that. I'm not trying to downplay that at all. But the thing is, is we can, we can either learn from their mistakes. We can look at our lives and say, you know, I want to do things differently. I'm going to ask for help. When my dad was just quiet and he just kind of went off on his own, I'm going to do things different. I'm going to ask for help. I'm not going to hide my insecurities or, or, or stuff my feelings when things kind of get uncomfortable. I'm going I'm to go beyond. I'm going to make the decision that I'm going to be, I'm not going to run from deeper parenting. Okay? Th those are choices that we can make. Because, come on, come on. From day one, I think we have to lean into the fact that dads... <laughs> okay, kids, quiet. Plug your ears for a second, kids. Come on, cover your ears. So many times, we as dads, we don't know what we're doing. Let's just be honest with kids. You can, you can put your hands down. <clears throat> right? I mean, we kind of have to lean into that, that, that being a father is one of those gigs that you kind of have to learn on the job. You know what I'm saying? Like, from day one, like, putting together the crib, like... Don't ever buy your crib from Ikea. I'm just saying. But you get the crib. There's all these parts. And it's like, you know, it was other things. Okay. Other than you could jimmy rig them. You know, a crib you should not jimmy rig. Okay. It has to be put together properly. So, like, you're putting all the pieces together. And, like, you're like, if I can't do this, how am I going to? Right? Doing that. Installing a car seat and putting the car seat in the car. You know, the, the, the million different directions they have for that. So it's safe to taking care of this tiny, fragile little human. And then as they grow having these difficult conversations that we've never had to have before. How do I have a conversation like that? <laughs> I don't remember my dad ever having this conversation. You know, there was no Snapchat when my dad was a kid. How do you have these conversations, these difficult conversations? We learn as we go. We make a decision, we're going to learn from it. So here's what I would say to us as dads, let's, and as parents in general, let's give ourselves some grace. Let's, let's, let's extend some grace to ourselves. But while we're doing it, Let's also extend some grace to our dads because they didn't know what they were doing either. And some learned on the job and, and some didn't. Let's give them some grace. Maybe today is a good day to make a phone call. It's a perfect day to make a phone call, right? Send a card. For some, maybe dad's not even with you anymore. He, he's passed on. Maybe, maybe write a card that you would send to dad. Hey, get those feelings out. Maybe say that to your heavenly father. Let him minister to you today. Galatians 6, verse 9 says this, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the right time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Saying, come on, let's keep learning from our mistakes. Let's not quit. Let's not give in. Let's keep going. Let, let, let's, let's see where this thing goes. Because come on, come on, guys. We do this in so many other areas in our lives, don't we? I mean, when things don't make sense and we can't figure it out, we keep trying. You know, you're working on something. No, we're going to cut it again. It's not flush. I'm going to cut it again. I want it to look right. It needs to look a certain way. 
We'll spend hours underneath the hood of a car or working on a project because you want it to be done right. If, you can't, if, if it's something, you know, you watch a YouTube video, you, you do these things, we'll figure it out. What if we brought that, that same energy to parenting, right? So I don't know how to connect with this kid. You know, it was easy. It was easy when he was five years old and he wanted just to be my buddy. What do I do now that he's 15 and, and he has his own thoughts on life? What do I do? I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to keep trying to connect. I'm going to keep trying to work. I'm going to keep praying and asking God. I'm going to connect with other men who have been through this. I'm not going to quit. What if we brought that same energy to our parenting? See, Simba's dad does that, and he teaches us one simple thing that we as parents need to do. Son, before sunrise, he's your dad, son. Dad, come on, Dad. <coughs> you promise. Okay, okay. I'm up, I'm up. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. Wow. A king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. One day, Simba, the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king. And this will all be mine? Everything. Everything the light touches. What about that shadowy place? That's beyond our borders. You must never go there, Simba. But I thought a king can do whatever he wants. Well, there's more to being king than getting your way all the time. There's more? <laughs> so now I think, you know, Simba or, you know, Ferris Bueller has a little bit of an advantage having Darth Vader as a father, but never mind. <laughs> but he teaches them, I know cheese is good today, <laughs> teaches them to walk in the light. He sets boundaries with his son. If you have a Bible again, you can turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. So Mufasa sets boundaries with his son. He lets him know that these shadow areas are not a good place to be, that the gray areas in life aren't safe and stay out of them. You need to walk in the light, son. You know, I think we, we need to take it a step further. The, the verse that we've been going back through this whole series really puts into perspective. Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 and 7 says this. It says, these commandments I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. He's saying our instructions, our instructions need to be more than just a one-time warning. The verses we just read says, says the instructions we give our kids, it needs to become part of an ongoing conversation. An ongoing conversation. When we sit down to watch a movie like this, or when we just kind of hang out and relax, when we get up to go to work and we're going to work on a project, or we're going we're to go to the store, we have an ongoing conversation that we're not just shouting our instructions to them, but we're actually taking our kids on a journey. And if we want them to walk in the light, we need to show them what that looks like. And see, that's what I love about our Heavenly Father. See, when God wanted us to, to follow Him and to walk in the light and to have a relationship with Him, He didn't shout down His instructions. He sent down His Son to show us what that looks like, to show us how to live this life. And that's what God's inviting us to do as parents. 
to do the same thing. So, so what does that mean? I think part of that means at the right age and in the right doses, we kind of let our kids in on some of the mistakes that we've made. We kind of we share some of the hurts of times in our lives where we kind of walked in the shadows, thought maybe I could do it my own way, thought maybe I knew a little bit more than God, I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. We let them in on some of the hurt that we experienced. In, in the right, at the right age and in the right amounts, we, we kind of point out some of the pain that we see people all around them going through as they walk in darkness. Now, I remember the other day we had a, we had a, a wedding here at the church just recently, and uh, we got invited to go out to dinner afterwards, and it was at Red Hawk Casino. And uh, I know everybody has their own thoughts on, on casinos. We, we had dinner there, and uh, I had one of my daughters with me, and, and we walked, as we were getting ready to walk back to the, to the casino, I told her, honey, I want you just to look at the faces of the people who are there. I want you to, do you see anybody who's smiling? Do you see anybody who's really happy? And we walked out, and she's like, Dad, I didn't. See, it's taking those moments to, to point out these things as we see them, to have these conversations with our kids. And I love how Psalms, the Psalms puts it. I have the verse on the screen. The Psalm 78, this is a father talking to his kids. He says this in verse 4. He says, we will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his, and his mighty wonders. Verse 6, so that the next generation might know them. Even the children not yet born. You see the legacy it's talking about here? And they in turn will teach their own children. So that each generation, here it is, so that each generation should set its hope anew on God. Not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Then they will not be like their fathers. Stubborn, rebellious, unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. If we can do that. If we can be real and honest with our kids at the right ages and the right amounts. So they can see these truths. So they can set their hope on God anew. It's their faith. It's their relationship. When they see how God worked in your life in a real way, it becomes real to our kids as well. Okay, now, okay. I've been talking to the adults a lot. I apologize. Where are all the kids at? All the kids, stand up. Stand up real quick, okay? Reach up and stretch. If some adults, if you're an adult and you want to do this too, you're like, I sit way too long. You can do this too. Reach up and stretch. Bend and touch your toes. Okay, shake it out. Shake it out. Okay, you can take a seat. I want to talk to the kids again for just a minute, okay? So, kids, take a seat. I have one question for you, okay? What is one rule that your mom and dad have that you don't like? Or one rule that you wish, if like you were in charge, you would get rid of? Go, raise your hand. One rule you don't like. Yes, Macy. What? No clapping in the house? Wow, your parents are strict. Here, Mason, you're in the house. You got you can clap. Ready? Clap. There you go. No climbing. Oh, okay. Wow, okay, yeah. Okay, Spider-Man. Yeah, Levi. Oh, you, you would have extended. How long would game time last? Six years? Wow, okay. <laughs> You'd be shaving by then. That's okay. Yes, what, one rule. No TV unless you do your homework? Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll see about that one. Anybody else? Yeah, Cassie. No making slime? That's one rule I'm going to keep. I hate slime. Anyhow. I say, yeah, back there. Well, you have to think about it. You have really good parents. Like, I, I don't even know. Everything's great. Yeah, Pax. Once again, great parenting. It's awesome. Like, life is so good, I can't even think of a rule. No playing games till you read. Okay, last one. We'll do Addison.
okay, no technology until you're done with your homework. You know what? Simba felt the same way. His dad had this rule, you can't go to the, to the dark places, to the shadowy areas. There's an ele- he finds out from his uncle there's an elephant graveyard there, and he wants to go. So look at what happens when Simba, like, goes against his dad's instructions. I wonder if its brains are still in there. There's only one way to know. Come on, let's go check it out. <laughs> The only checking out you will do would be to check out of here. Oh, man. We're way beyond the boundary of the Pride Lab. Plus, Banana Beak is scared. <laughs> it's Mr. Banana Beak to you, Fuzzy. And right now, we are all in very real danger. Danger? Ha! I walk on the wild side. I laugh in the face of danger. What have we got here? Hmm, I don't know, Shenzi. Uh, what do you think, Ed? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just what I was thinking. A trio of trespassers. And quite by accident, let me assure you. A simple navigational error. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. I know you. You're Mufasa's little stooge. I, madam, am the king's majordomo. And that would make you... The future king. Do you know what we do to kings who step out of their kingdom? Pugh, you can't do anything to me. <laughs> Technically, they can. <laughs> so boundaries and rules, the things that our parents put in our lives, are actually for our own protection. Because good parents realize that, you know what, when you step out of my house, you, you kind of step out of my covering. You know, in my house, I, I can kind of kind of watch out for you and make sure that when you're in my sight, I can make sure that some of these dangers don't affect your life. But when I send you out to school, if you don't heed the instructions I've given you, you're putting yourself in real danger. And the thing is, is there, there's a spiritual component to this as well. It's so huge. If we could get into our, in our minds, in our lives. <clears throat> I love the, the line she says, do you know what we do to kings who step out of their kingdom? Here's the amazing thing. You know, we, we say we can call ourselves believers. We can say that we're Christians and that we've given our heart to God. And that is awesome. And, and, I, and I want that for you. But sometimes we go out, we, we live our lives. We, we step away from the principles of God. We kind of step out of his covering. And, and when trouble comes up, we'll say, well, I'm a Christian. Okay? I, I, I've given my heart to Jesus. But here is the truth. <clears throat> That's the position you have. The position you have is a, is a Christian. But catch this. The position you have cannot protect you from the position you're in. The position you have can't protect you. Yes, you're a believer, but you've stepped out of the covering of God. You've stepped out from his protection. And you know what? The Bible talks about a good father disciplines their children, meaning that sometimes the best discipline we can give is allowing us to feel some of the natural consequences of not, of not obeying these principles. And so God allows that to happen in our lives as well. So there's some lessons we need to see. These rules, kids and adults, are for our protection. The boundaries that our parents and that God sets up is for our protection. But here's what I love, is that even though Simba acted foolishly and he disobeyed his father and kind of went off and did his own thing, I love how his father responds. Last clip. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. (laughs) That was it? (laughs) Do it again. Hey, come on, we're gonna shut up right now. How temperate. We're really 
be sorry. If you ever come near my son again. Oh, this is this is your son. Oh, yours. Oh, oh, did you know that? No, me. I, I didn't know. No, did you? No, of course not. Oh. Ed. <laughs> Doodle. I love that. I love that. It's amazing. You know, sometimes we try to to um, stand in our own strength, and we sound just like little Simba, don't we? We think we're tough, we think we're big, and we have this tiny little growl at what we can do in our own strength. When we have our Heavenly Father standing behind us, it sounds much different, doesn't it? It's amazing. See, fathers fight for their kids. Fathers fight for their kids. They go after them when they're headed in the wrong direction. When they're behaving foolishly, fathers go after them, and they don't quit. So I want to say to the fathers, let's fight for our kids today. Let's fight for them. Fight for their hearts. Fight for their futures. Fight for them in prayer. As you go to your heaven, even though we don't know what to do, we don't know how to respond to their behavior, what they're going through. They're facing some things we've never faced and we're not sure what to do. Let's fight for them in prayer. Fight to make time in our busy schedules, in this busy world, to, to, to invest in our children so that one day they would say, just like the psalmist said, <clears throat> they have set their hope anew on God. It's not dad's faith. It's not that dad went to church or brought us to church. It's that dad showed me who God is. He showed me. Now I have my own relationship with him. And I'm going to show my children. That's what God wants for us. That's what he wants to do. See, it's amazing. We fight. Fathers fight because we have a father in heaven who fought for us. That when we went off and walked in the shadows, he came looking for us when we were foolish. And he said to the one trying to destroy our souls, do you know who this is? This is my child. This is my child. And he fights for us today. Even when we fall for the distractions of this world and we lose sight of what really matters, in those moments when we're discouraged and we're confused and we're broken, he says, you are more than what you've become. I know who you are. You're my son. Remember who you are. You're my daughter. No matter the mistakes you've made in the past, no matter the foolish choices, today, if you'll come to me, if you'll turn to me, if you'll cry out for my help in that weak little voice that you have, that little growl, I'll answer, I'll respond, because I'm your father. And I love you. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we just thank you so much. But we recognize that today may be a difficult day for some. Lord, for those that today is just a hard day, it's a difficult experience for them right now, we pray, God, that you would give them your strength and your comfort, Lord. Would you help us, God? Lord, for those that need to, would you help us to forgive, to extend grace to our earthly fathers, to our earthly mothers, to those who have hurt us, God? Lord, would you, would you help us to extend the very grace that you've given to us? There are others this morning as we pray that you feel inadequate, you just feel inadequate as a parent. You, all, you look at yourself and, and all you can see are the mistakes, the failures that you've made. Father, we ask that you would wash over us with your grace. Lord, would you give us our, this, your strength to keep going, to keep coming back, to keep doing that difficult work of parenting. Lord, for all of us, God, we just thank you that we can, we can call you Father, that you love us.